Podcast Network. Yo, yo, all right, so we live? We good? Yeah, yeah, we're going. All right. All right. Uh, what is up, everybody? Thank you for checking out a new episode of the Glass Clown Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Patrick Christopher. Uh, thank you for supporting the episode. Hopefully you enjoy these. Uh, on the, on today's episode, I got uh, my homie, uh, King Quasi. How you doing, man? Yo, Pat, I'm, make, I'm excited, man. I'm in, uh, I'm in good spirits. Yeah. I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a good place mentally. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. That's good, man. So, uh, give you the rundown about the, the podcast. It's a, it's a comedy mental health podcast. Uh, we're here to talk about, you know, uh, stuff that you go through, how you deal with it, how you use uh, your sense of humor, your storytelling capabilities, like just how, how, what you go through and how you get through it. You know, plan is to share everybody's stories, give, give somebody the opportunity. Okay. And another good tool is that when you say something out loud, it takes away the power right. that it has over you. Right. You know, but it, like a lot of people don't have the opportunity to say stuff out loud like that, you know. So this is me giving you the platform to like get it out there, man. Like what can you share that might help somebody else that will help you get it out your chest, off your chest, uh, stuff like that. Uh, but we'll get into that a little bit. Uh First off, man, like where can people find you online? Uh, all that good stuff, social media, all that. Um, if you are, if you if you're thirty and up, and you have a Facebook, uh, don't look me up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my look, man, my I know so many people, and like my Facebook is like all personal to me. Yeah, you know, so I I try not to let people in just on the on the strength of. I don't feel like I use Facebook for networking in that regard. Uh-huh. I feel like that's what I do Instagram for. So like for for a platform for people I don't know, you know, like to, to reach out to people I don't know. Facebook is like people I know. So okay. I, I'm like a little leery, you know, like I take it personal, even though it's like social media, it's a, just a platform. But I take it personal because it's so many people on there that I know personally. Yeah. Whether I'm related to you, whether I went to school with you, whether, you know, I just I've been knowing you for years, whether I work with you, I, I know you personally. Yeah. So having you on my page, I feel like you're not going to say nothing out of bounds. You're not going to start arguing with people. Um, so that's that's why I'm like kind of like personal with it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But like, please follow me on Instagram. It's I'm King Quasito, and that's spelled uh, K I N G uh, K W A S I T O. You know, um, the Spanish way, Quasito. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got anything uh, coming up? Uh, June. I I actually got a show in Wichita Falls at the end of the month Memorial oh, yeah? Weekend. Uh, I got June 6th. We're going to be at the LOL. Shout out to my Loud Pack brothers, uh, yeah. Debo, AP. Uh, shout out to uh, Blair the Bear Thompson and uh, Bobby uh, B. Smitty. Uh, They're going to be on the show too. Uh, SA Kings of Comedy. Um, it's going to be a big show. I think it's going to be a very, very, very entertaining show too. Yeah. So, um, no, it looks like a lot June of fun, six. man. Yeah, June it's 6th. definitely going to be... Um, I think it's going to be one that we're going to talk about at least till another vaccine comes out. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, you were also doing the, the 
is it is it a, considered a podcast or like a, you you're doing this something called Watch the Duck? It is a podcast. Um, okay. Well, I don't know if some people will consider it a podcast because it's just it lacks professionalism. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but as far as like, but where, yes, where you it can is find a podcast it. It's called Watch the Duck. Um, it's a, actually a Facebook page, so you can go to Facebook for that. Uh, it's called Watch the Duck Podcast. And what is Watch um, the Duck? It's basically my platform I'm creating to showcase other people within San Antonio and maybe beyond at some point. Uh-huh. But right now, I'm like focused on San Antonio and the people here. And uh, watch the duck is basically the meaning behind it is if you if you watch a duck sw- like on you know on water uh-huh. the process of them you know like floating on that water like swimming or whatever you call it is looks very seamless you know they're just floating across the water yeah. but under the water the duck is kicking and it's a lot of work that goes into you know doing that um, so sometimes people don't understand the work that goes into making something look very easy mm-hmm. because we do comedy you know if a person has a really good set. It's almost like they're just making it up as they go. That's, yeah. that's how it seems. And yeah. that's how, that's the, the the part that comes off genuine. It's just like they're almost up there talking shit. It's like nothing is like rehearsed or thought up. But the art of it is that's exactly what it is. It's rehearsed. It's planned. Most of it, you know, like some of it may be off the cuff or, you know, but it's it's all rehearsed. So when you have a really good set, it looks really easy. Yeah. It looks easy to the point where people will come up to you after the set and say, I thought about doing comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? So because they don't understand how many times you've been to open mic. Yeah. How many times you tried a joke and it didn't work. Yeah. How many times you've said the exact same thing that you just said, uh, but before maybe the first time, like you were reading it off a card or you were just like stumbling over your words and stuff. And by the time it gets to that point where it just looks like, did he just do that? Like, did he just come up with that? Uh, You know, that takes that takes time. That takes a lot of time. You can get a comic like a young comic who maybe doesn't know like comedy history here locally and they'll see a veteran comic and say, wow, they packed it out. You know, they did great. Yeah. Man, this person have been doing this seven years, eight years, 10 years. You know, it's, it's not easy. You know, so they, they had to get to this point. Mm-hmm. But in this point, because they have gotten to that point, it looks so easy. It looks yeah. so seamless. You're like, oh, man, I can do that. You know, like people watching NBA or like, you know, people always with sports. Yeah. Sports always looks easier when you, when, you know, when you're sitting, when you're sitting down. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like you don't know like all the, the, the hours and the training and the, the working at it, the failures, you know, like that stuff. You don't see that on the spot you mm-hmm. know when it's when by the time they make it look so so easy like they've built to that they built up to that for years and that's a good set you know a good set is like jokes that you can tell over and over that's really that's still really funny yeah and you got to figure out what works and what don't but as you continue to do it and tell those jokes people don't know how many nights you spent telling those jokes yeah you know like trying to make it work and trying to figure out what works and what's better here and what you know like the the man open mic is our gym right Mm -hmm. you know so how many nights we go to the gym as much as you see what i'm saying so like and now you're talking about you doing this for five years seven years ten years constantly going to the gym working on stuff and then you have a show and it's like hundreds of people there and you just like kill it and everyone's like oh my god pat is so good but they don't realize how long it took pat you know what I'm saying? So that's that's the whole thing about Watch the Duck. It's a lot of hard work that goes into making anything look easy. Yeah. So I try to showcase to people that do things and, you know, like, this is what they've gone through. This is what they've experienced in doing that. And what would you give advice-wise maybe to somebody trying to follow your footsteps and, you know, give them a, a, a different side and also create a platform that's going to help people 
get you know like exposure and you know maybe get more business yeah man i mean like promotional like tools are just it's so hard because everything's so like uh forgettable everything's like everything on facebook is just you know a swipe away yeah everything like that so to create something that actually calls like like gets the attention to where you're giving that person the, the best platform possible to promote themselves it's it's hard to find that stuff man so that's why i try to do the, the with these podcasts so that's what you're doing with the watch the duck uh, so respect for that, dude. Thank you, man. Thank uh, you, thank you. Uh, so, uh, w- what is your your journey with with, with comedy? Like, what what you start and what drives you to do it? It's it's like, man, I can't remember a time not being funny, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I always had the same intention. You know, sometimes the jokes stem from attention seeking. Yeah, because I'm a middle child. And um, out of out of my immediate siblings, because I have siblings that didn't grow up in the house with me. Mm. So out of my immediate siblings that was that was in the house with me, I'm the darkest one. Mm-hmm. With like within the black community, right? You know, complexion is sometimes a thing. You know, it's definitely a thing if you're talking about like roasting. Mm-hmm. You know, like what cutting? How we used to call it, joking. You know, like you know whatever you call it. If it's it's definitely a thing, mm-hmm. especially in the black community, because it's like something that we talk we we do amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. Now, an outsider could do it. Like you could comment on how dark I am, right? But it's gonna come off as racist. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it within the with within the culture and the community, it's something that we always you you might see it like light skin versus dark skin. You know, mm-hmm. like that that type of thing. So in my in my household, especially with my siblings. I was the darkest one. Mm. So I'm I because my dad was dark, I didn't necessarily have a complex, right? Mm. But I felt like I had to compete, you know, like for attention. So being funny was my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I could turn anything into a joke to some degree. You know, like sometimes the joke might be offensive. Yeah. And I've always had that mind, but it it, it was just like attention seeking and then it got i think it turned into like a coping mechanism at times mm-hmm. what was the vibe like growing up like did you use humor because the environment was kind of like like well, negative it or? was more like we was in that what they were calling that time like latchkey kids okay which was like the, well, that's what they called them in the 80s when you were the kids who went home and you had to have a key to get in because nobody was there yeah you know what i'm saying so at work yeah but my, my parents were like yourself. my parents were married but they were always gone my dad was in the military and he um he was in a different place in his life than he is now, right? Mm-hmm. So at that time he I, I feel like his priority was I go to work, you know, I, I take care of my, my family, and then I get to do what I want when I get off. Mm-hmm. So at times he just wasn't there. Okay. You know, like at night. You know what I'm saying? Like in the in the nighttime, whatever. Like he bartended, he worked second jobs, he did a lot of different things. But I, now that I'm older, I kind of feel like some of that was to keep him away from the house. Like he's like, okay, well, if I go to work, I don't got to go home. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then some of the jobs are like, he's a bartender, so he's around women. Mm. He's a bartender, so he gets to drink for free. You know, man, I, I grew up with Crown Royal bags all through my house. Yeah, you know, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> I knew my dad drunk. Like the, the family structure on my dad's side was good. Mm-hmm. You know, like so by the time we came along, grandkids, my grandparents were in the church, mm. you know, so to meet up at my grandparents' house, my dad never had to like hang outside, you know what I'm saying? Like on the carport, which mm-hmm. is like a, like a 
car. You know, like you could pull it. It wasn't a garage because it wasn't like fully closed in. Mm-hmm. It was just like that that covering. That's what they called the carport. Yeah. So you just put, you know, like they, my my uncles and my dad and them and all them people, they would hang outside right there, drink. Mm-hmm. You know, so I didn't grow up in a super negative environment. My mom did battle with drug addiction. Oh yeah. But it wasn't to the point where we were like missing stuff, didn't have stuff. You know, like going without because of my dad. When, know, when did you finally realize that she had that going on? When we took her to rehab. How, I probably I mean, how, how was, man, I was, in, I was in middle school then, so I probably like 12, 13 in that range. So you could understand what was going on. Like oh, you, yeah. You knew what oh, yeah. was going on. But it was like, the funny thing about it is I, I like I didn't know, right? But like I, I knew. Uh-huh. But, but she didn't say it. You know, like they didn't say it. They like, you know, she, she had to go to this place and she had to be gone because she had to get better. Yeah. So I'm like, are you sick? And man, for me, not to sound like, I guess, like super egotistical, but I was like a cerebrally, I was like a very smart kid. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because I picked up on stuff really quick. So when you're saying something, I'm, I'm trying to like process it in my mind as you're saying it. So I'm like, well, if, you got, if you're sick, like what's wrong with you? Yeah. Because you don't look sick. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, you sleep a lot. You know what I'm saying? But, and you know, some, you're gone, you know, like... I, Certain things I just feel like you you know, like I'm like, you're sick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well, okay. If you, that's what you say it is, so, so before, be it. Before she went to rehab, did you know that there was something going on or it wasn't until she No, because we we were very functional in that regard. Yeah. Like like I said, it wasn't like the stereotypical and I, this is probably real for some people. I don't want I, I say stereotypical this is how they normally paint drug use. Yeah. It wasn't like we were going without, we didn't have stuff, you know, like we didn't live in the projects, mm-hmm. you know, so it it wasn't that lifestyle. Yeah. It was just more of like, man, we're here a lot by ourselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That that was a big thing. We was home alone a lot by ourselves, you know. But hey, not going without, like not Yeah, no, we had, you know what I'm saying? Or... I feel like my dad did a really good job of trying to cover it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just trying to maybe like fill in in that place. But he wasn't. A big thing with us wasn't doing no parenting mm-hmm. to me, you know, like because mm-hmm. I'm a parent now. I feel like when I was younger, I didn't get a lot of parenting from adolescence to like teenage years. By the time I started getting parenting, I was like 13, 14. Uh-huh. And it was kind of like mm-mm. you were you were a middle kid. Like what was the age difference between the oldest uh, and then you like where's the oldest? We're all two care? and a half years apart. Oh, just two and a half years. Yeah. That's pretty close. So we're all very close. Yeah. But I was I was probably the most responsible one. In the regard of my dad or my mom will leave and say, look, keep an eye on this. Look, cook this and make sure, you know, everybody eat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that you're in charge, but, you know, make sure this gets done. Yeah. You know, because I know you'll do it. What was that like for you? Like, the stress on, on that? Like, you were in charge. Man, look, that was. Because some that, people think, like, oh, that's, that, I, I, I'm in charge. That's a pride thing. Like, yeah, I'll take charge. Or some people I was were like, that why, person. why me? No, look, I was, I was that person of, you know, like, I always looked at responsibility as a good thing. Okay. You know, so if someone, like, bestowed something on me and said, hey, can you handle this for me? Mm-hmm. Can you take care of this for me? Can you make sure this gets done? I always looked at it as a good thing because you thought enough of me. To ask me to do it, mm-hmm. not that you was taking advantage of me. You know, I didn't look at it like that. Uh, but even when I probably was being taken advantage of, you know, like I just didn't look at it like that because yeah. the way I processed it was, if you're asking me to do it, you must think highly of me. Okay, yeah, in, yeah. In that regard, you yeah. know. So, so I didn't look at it as a burden, mm-hmm. and I didn't have to, like, with my with my brothers because we're you know we are all boys. I didn't have to like micromanage them mm-hmm. and like you know like try to like 
parent them in that regard. My younger brother, I did to probably like some degree, mm -hmm. you know, but I really didn't, you know, because we were all like very close. Mm -hmm. So we always kind of like had the same thing going on. Like it wasn't ever, okay, no one's here. I got to stop you from doing this and I got to stop you from doing this. Mm -hmm. We, okay, no one's here. We basically get to do what we want to do. So what are we going to watch? Yeah. What are we going to eat? You know, you're going to go outside. You know what I'm saying? Hey, be careful. You know what I'm saying? But make sure you back by this time. Mm -hmm. You know, so we was kind of like, I don't know if it was maturity or just like self-contained. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> which is weird because, man, look, we're, we're in an age range of like 7 to 12. Mm -hmm. My youngest brother's probably 7. I'm like 10. My oldest brother's like 12, 13. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's probably like when it starts, you know, like of us being a, a home alone a lot mm -hmm. by ourselves. But I, I didn't I didn't have a problem with it. My I feel like anything mental health for me came in adulthood. I don't really? I don't I don't know how much of my childhood played a part in it, with, except for the probably the relationship with my mother. That didn't have an effect on you, like going through all that stuff so young, like because because your because the family was tight from it. Like you you didn't have like anything on the outside. Like weren't you embarrassed about if people found out, you know, what your mom's going through, what you were going through, like. Well, you know, like, stuff. look, because it, at the time it was happening, which is like 80s, early 90s, mm -hmm. at this time, you know, it's the crack epidemic. So it's people oh, okay. with, with worse than me. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to to school with kids who have it way worse than me. Yeah. So a lot of kids looked at me because my parents were just still together. Mm. Like in that, in, just in that, That's in rare. that perspective, my parents are together. Yeah. Some kids thought we was rich. You yeah. know, like they looked at us like, oh, well, you rich because your parents are married. Yeah. Because they don't have something's a dad working. in a home. You yeah, know, like, well, they, don't, they live household. with their grandma. You yeah. know, like, so in their mind, just to have a, a proper family structure was a lot. Yeah. So I didn't look at it like that. And then, like I said, it didn't affect us like that. Like, we didn't go out. Like, we didn't have a lot of name brand stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't grow up wearing Jordans. Mm -hmm. And I didn't grow up wearing polo and stuff like that. Stuff that I wear now. Mm -hmm. But I didn't look at it like man, you know, we just kind of like really missing out. Yeah. You know, I had a, I was very close with my granddad who worked. Mm -hmm. So I had a good mindset about work ethic. You know, like you had to work for whatever you got. So when I got to like probably like 10, 11, 12, right, I started like looking at drug dealers and stuff like that. Like, okay, well, technically that's work. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're working. It's just a different type of work. You know, so that's how I reasoned it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a lot of people pulling me away from that life because mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of adult parent parenting like immediately hindering me like I said my yeah. parents were gone so I could hang out to maybe like 9 or 10 o'clock mm -hmm. and nobody's at home mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so it, you know like imagine being a kid and you could just be at home after school you 12 years old and you can go and hang out wherever you want until mm -hmm. like 8 9 o'clock yeah. you see what I'm saying yeah. with no kind of like consequence as long as you don't do anything you know, like you don't get into any trouble legally or, you know, like you don't you don't do anything like in that regard. Yeah. I mean, you could do pretty much do what you want. Yeah. So I, having that type of freedom, I didn't look at it like it was messed up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, it was normal to you. Yeah, it was. It was OK. You know, like I, it was like, oh, this is fine. Then I, I did come from a, a background of on my mom's side. It was probably a little dysfunctional. Right. Mm hmm. Because everybody would leave and it's like the oldest kid is in charge. So it's like a house full of kids basically mm -hmm. but it wasn't like abnormal to me because mm -hmm. i knew a lot of people who lived like this yeah that was kind of normal back then you know like especially if you, if you grew up well you I mean you had your parents together but like 
like we spent a lot of time alone because my mom had to work. My mom worked late and stuff. It was never like nothing like that. But we were a little bit older. But uh, right. but yeah. But you know a lot of people that have that like that situation where like the kids got to take care of the kids. You know, and and everything had to be taken care of before the parents got home because they still ruled, even though they weren't there. You yeah, know? you did. They still were the authority figure, and yeah. it's like in that time. Physical discipline is what you got. Yeah. You know, you was going to get your ass whooped. Yeah. And you knew it if you fucked up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even though they wasn't there all the time, they still had a presence of if I come home and shit is fucked up, someone's going to be held accountable. Yeah. And the way you're going to be held accountable, you're going to get your ass whooped. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that mindset of I don't want this physical punishment. Yeah. Okay, I'm only going to do things to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. You know, at least for me until I got to like my teenage years. My parents divorced. I, pro- I think, if anything, man, the relationship with my mom is probably what had a mental toll on me because I think at times I qu- like I questioned, you know, like maybe my, you know, like relevancy. You know what I'm saying? Like how between how, like, you and your, your your mom? Well, just like as a whole, you know, oh, like okay. I, I always tried to when I was younger, I always tried to maybe over exaggerate my existence. No, I get that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I, I'm, I'm special. I'm special because I didn't feel special. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Like I felt important at times because I was being delegated to. Like, hey, you're the smart one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You're the, you're the one I can count on to do this. And what were you doing to get that attention? Just like what I was told. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I went to school. I got good grades for the most part. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a kid who was always in trouble at school. I got into like because I because you know like a lot of people don't know. Maybe or they they do know. Quasi is my real name. Mm-hmm. That's my real name, my real first name. So in the 80s and 90s, of course, Quasimodo mm-hmm. was the joke. Yeah. You know, once I would say, what's your name, Quasi? Like Quasimodo? Mm-hmm. You know, no, no, we're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? So it, I, I I, had this issue with, like, being respected, too. Mm-hmm. You know, not just like, like, you know, like, you're not going to disrespect me. Yeah. That's how I always felt. Like, you're not going to disrespect me. If I felt like you was going to disrespect me, it was going to be physical violence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> off the top you know what i'm saying like just i can remember a time we lived in Asheville, north carolina when i was in the fifth grade and um we was going to a new school we just moved there and you know this was a time where like the teacher introduced the kid in front of the class yeah you know you come to the class hey, everybody this is patrick you know what i'm saying he's gonna be our new student he's from wherever wherever blah, blah, blah. yeah so you know like the teacher's introducing me this is you know this is quasi and somebody's like like quasimodo yeah you know like Everybody start laughing. I walk right up to him and punch him in the face. You know what I'm saying? First day of yeah. school. So like, <laughs> well, it was my first day at the school. It, the school was already going. Man, those, you know, are, we those are stressful situations. Starting a new place. Look, man, like, I, I I went from being a new kid to like this kid might have anger issues. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if I had anger issues as much as I was like looking, trying to maybe like belong. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to be a part of something. That I felt like I was important, you mm-hmm. know, like because I did feel important in my family at times, mm-hmm. you know, but in the grand scheme of things, I really didn't, you know, like I just and then being funny was the way I got attention. Yeah. You know, like I could make people laugh and because I could make people laugh, people always want to be around me, mm-hmm. you know, so that that was a big thing, too. You know, and then I could like roast you, mm-hmm. you know, I, I could I could get in that world, too, you know, so and then if you want to fight, I could fight, you know, so <laughs> I felt like I could do all these things and some of them were like negative things but they got me attention in the sense of, hey, that's quasi, you yeah. know, like that's, you, you, do you know quasi, you know, like so I felt important, like I felt like I had some sort of like relevancy, you mm-hmm. know, like of who I was. 
So it's not just like feeling important in your family unit. You wanted to feel important. Like you, you, you needed people to, to, to notice you. Right. Well, like, in my family, I was just, I was just quasi. Yeah. Like, yeah, we can leave him in charge, but he's not like the kid we praise and he's not like the most athletic. So it's just like, well, quasi, you can handle that, right? Yeah. You know, like, so it wasn't like, I didn't, I didn't feel like super important. I just like, okay, well, they, they think enough of me to like, you know, be responsible. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate that because you guys think enough of me to do that. But it wasn't, that's quasi. It but wasn't like, like I, oh my God, here comes quasi. My, my, my brother, my younger brother, you know, for whatever reason, he was like the, the kid that when we, when we went somewhere, like to my grandmother's or to our aunt's, yeah. it was like, oh, here he is. You know what I'm saying? He, he, you know, like they called him Johnny Mac. And, oh, and here's yeah. Johnny Mac. You know, like they made a big deal out of him. Mm. He was always that kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I so I was like, okay, well, what do I got to do to be that kid? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, because everyone's always happy to see him for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know what it was about him. You know what I'm saying? He was the youngest but, or the yeah, oldest. He or was the youngest. Oh, the youngest. And I don't know if it was maybe because he looked so much like my mom. People, you know, like on that side of the family. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it was because he was the baby boy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He was the youngest. I don't know what it was. You know what I'm saying? But. He was just that kid, man. Every everyone, all, everyone was always excited to see him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. In my mind, I'm like, okay, well, what I do, what do I got to do to get that type mm-hmm. of, you know, like everyone's excited to see me when I get here. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get that from your family? Like, did you ever like successfully well, become my, that? Like, oh, here's in quality. my teenage years. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the more I got into the like making people laugh, uh huh. The more it's like, okay, well, Quasi's here. You know what I'm saying? Because now we're gonna laugh. You know what I'm saying? Life of the parties here. Yeah, because he's going to come with the jokes and he's going to make everybody laugh. Yeah. You know, he's going to make everything a joke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So as as I got older, once, you know, I I feel like I perfected it with my family. Where do you think you got that from? Like, to, like, laughter gets the attention that I want from friends, family, and all this stuff. Like, where do you you know that that was what you needed to do? You know what I mean? Like, man, you know, I, I just think it was the response. Yeah. And then, you know, like growing up with girls, you know, like in the sense of like when once I started like liking girls, mm-hmm. laughter was always like the icebreaker. The icebreaker, yeah. You know, like if I could make her laugh, my, my grandma used to have a saying, you know, like if you make her grin, you in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> told you you know, my grandma told me that. You know, rest in peace. My grandma told me yeah. that. Um, you know, so I always knew that laughter was always a way to to like build rapport. Yeah. You know, even when I was a kid, like talking to my teachers talking to a counselor you know like i always knew laughter was the way to like break that you know like that that barrier like that silence yeah you know so i always kept it in my back pocket and the more i as i got older and i realized it it was super effective mm-hmm. i just used it more mm-hmm. you know if i when i when i was like 16 trying to get a job i was like gonna crack a joke or two in there yeah to try to like make the guy yeah, okay yeah he's, he's, he's a guy okay you're a nice kid you're a yeah. good kid I, I, I can trust you i like you know? the vibe you yeah know? so i always knew it was like a, yeah, a way to break that barrier and if, if shit if i was in trouble you yeah. know like if i was in trouble at school you know if i was in trouble somewhere it's not with my parents though it didn't work with my parents my yeah. parents was like fuck that shit you fucked up <laughs> i don't want to hear that shit don't even what why are you even in my presence you yeah, know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. they it didn't work with them but like pretty much everywhere else like if i could start talking I could make you laugh. I already knew that was going to bring, you know, like your guard down and I could probably get what I wanted. And worst case scenario, just not get in trouble. Yeah. You know, maybe in make that you regard. forget that yeah, I, I, I'm I, I in trouble. Shit, yeah. You know, so, man, I would sit in the office in high school when I used to get in trouble a lot. 
because my parents were divorced. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of my issues started to come from the divorce. You know, like, and it was already like an issue with my mom mm-hmm. as far as not feeling like valued. Mm-hmm. And then once we divorced, the contact wasn't there. Like she didn't call us. She didn't, at least me, you know, like she didn't call to check on us, me. They divorced and you stay with your with Yeah, your well, we got a choice, you know, like, you know, to stay with my dad or my mom. Oh, uh, yeah. My dad was coming to San Antonio. Um, I was going to like the ninth grade. Um, my dad was coming here. So we had a choice and I was always close with my dad. I had a really good relationship with my dad always, you know, as a young, as a young kid. That's so crazy that they get, they let y'all choose. Well, we were all like in that window. Like I'm going to the ninth grade. Uh-huh. My, my older brother, he's already in high school. Yeah. My younger brother, he's two years behind me. So he's in like the sixth grade going to the seventh grade, you know, like, so we were all kind of like in that window of like young adolescence. So mm-hmm. I felt like they probably were like, Hey, we don't have to force it on them. Mm-hmm. You know, like they can make a decision where they, which way they want to go. Because my younger brother stayed. Mm-hmm. He stayed with my mom. He was always super close to my mom. He used to call my mom by her first name. Yeah. <laughs> he was the only kid that could do that. Like if we called my mom by her first name, she would get mad. Yeah. You know, like, but my younger, my youngest brother, if he did that, she was okay with it. So that's how they communicated. He stayed. He stayed six months. We came to San Antonio. Me, my older brother, my dad, we came to San Antonio. Six months, my dad was like, I'm going to leave y'all here for the weekend. I'm going to go get your brother. Wow. So he went and got my, he went and got my brother and came back. Um, Why? Wow, was there something going on with your mom? Yeah. he My mom couldn't handle him. Really? And my brother was like in that lane of, like I said, he was in that lane of like hanging out late. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like he was like probably like on that like teeter in line, he was going to be in the streets for real. Yeah. You know, because my brother ended up being a street person anyway. So I feel like that was always in him, mm-hmm. you know, like just to be that person. He was always embraced by those people. But because my mom was like a single parent and she was the only person there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she was probably struggling still with her addiction, you know, like you know, like going back and forth. Mm-hmm. She can't be hands on with him. Mm-hmm. And then she doesn't have a disciplinary relationship with him. Mm-hmm. They have more of a friendship. Yeah. So he's a, a young adolescent. You're in the seventh grade. You're like 12, 13. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're really coming into like what you feel like as is a man. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, you're starting to have like, you know, you're coming into puberty, you're coming into that little place. She couldn't handle him. Yeah. You know, so he probably was doing a lot of what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, in the sense of like, man, <laughs> I would talk to my brother a lot, you mm-hmm. know, and it would be like nights. He wouldn't, he would be like, man, I'm finna go back outside. It would be like 10 o'clock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's so, crazy, yeah. So he, I'm finna go back outside. You know, so and my dad went and got him. He came down here. And, uh, man, we just got into the streets because he turned into, like, my running buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that was, like, my almost like my best friend at times. That was mm-hmm. my, like, anything I did, he was probably with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he that was probably, like, a good thing but a bad thing because I was doing a lot of things. And then I didn't, my dad was a single parent, so he wasn't home a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, he he would go to work. He was in the Army. He would go to work. And then after he would get off work, he would go to a, a second job. He worked as a cashier at, a, at a Texaco. Mm-hmm. So he would go to the Texaco, and he would be there. Or sometimes he would go to work. He would get off at like 7, 8. He would come home, bring us dinner, mm-hmm. you know, here's some food. And then I'm finna go. He would work overnight at Texaco from like 10 to 7. Mm-hmm. So if like that window from like 5 to 10, we might see him. We might not. You're on your own. <laughs> You know, yeah, <laughs> we could do pretty much whatever we want. You yeah. know what I'm saying? My, look, my brother, my older brother, he had a baby in the tenth grade. You know, oh, going into eleventh yeah, grade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he, we was home. All that home. freedom, man. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna act up. You're gonna get into some trouble. And then my mom wasn't active. 
she wasn't calling us like to check on us. Mm-hmm. You know, like to to um, to check. Man, look, I never. I remember I was dating somebody, and I was probably like twenty one, and I had like a moment where I just like broke down and I cried because I felt like, man, like why she don't fuck with me? You know what I'm saying? Like she don't call. You know what I'm saying? Like she don't reach out, check yeah. on you, like. I'm your kid. I see all these other kids, they have their mom. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I would just be like, damn, you know, like, what is it about me, you know what I'm saying, that you don't like? You know nah, what I'm saying? That you yeah. feel like you don't want to just fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? So, and I broke down. I'll never forget it because I was like sobbing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like a. It's a painful thing to yeah. think that. You and know, then like, I, I, I had like a moment to where I was like, oh my God, I'm crying. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like crying. And then I got mad, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, I got mad and I was like, man, I was a little different after that. You know, like, and I feel like I was different with women. Yeah. That was a big thing. I was different with women because I was expecting women to like, if you can't love me, like I feel like my mom should love me, which mm-hmm. is unconditional, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's probably the only time you're going to experience unconditional love. It's mm-hmm. like a mother's love. Like a mother going to love you usually regardless. Mm-hmm. You see people who commit murders, their mom will come see them on death row. Yeah. You don't know, like she love them, you know, even though they're they are a terrible person. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She still will like that's my baby. You know what I'm saying? I know he messed up, but he's still my son. Mm-hmm. I was looking for that from women, which they're not obligated to give me that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's like that's what I'm looking for because I'm not getting it from my mom. So if you're not giving me that, it's like, oh bitch, you finna get cheated on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's yeah, it's it's horrible. It's not fair, but I mean that's where it, that's where it stems from, you know. Uh so that's when it started like to to affect you. You said that that was around like twenty one. You started to realize that stuff, and it it affected you, affected yeah. your relationship with well, the females. Well, I, I definitely had anger issues when I got into my teenage years, um, because I would just like fight off the rip. You know, like I would just like explode sometimes. Yeah, and I think it's because sometimes I maybe felt like I didn't matter. Yeah, you know, to like certain people, which is probably my mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So because I felt like I didn't matter, I was like struggling to kind of like find my place Mm -hmm. so that's why i put so much emphasis on being respected Mm -hmm. you know because i felt like if you don't respect me you know like this person you know like maybe like in the back of my mind probably is like this person doesn't even like like me so you know like you gotta respect me or else like i gotta i gotta get it from somewhere you know like and it's not gonna be like the love so i gotta get that respect and sometimes respect feels like love Mm mm-hmm you know, like, because people treat you a certain way when they respect you. Yeah. You know, like, but it's it's not. You know, like, so in my in my teenage years, I fought a lot. I, I got into, like, a, a certain place where I was kind of, like, trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did figure it out that my mom was, like, a big cause of it, I didn't go to counseling. You know, like, I, I grew up with a, not that counseling was bad, mm-hmm. but I felt like I always had to be strong because I was always the kid in charge. Yeah. So I, I looked at counseling like, okay, well, if counseling is either for like people who got money mm-hmm. or people who are like really fucked up mm-hmm. and i didn't feel like i was really fucked up and i didn't feel like i had i had money yeah you know so i didn't think it was anything wrong with counseling or any, like i had seen a therapist or anything like that but i was just like i can't afford that and i don't think i need it so you're going through this did, did you talk to anybody like even like friends or just no. your, your i was just you like kept it all to I, yourself? I would i would process it in the form of like music mm-hmm. and reading mm-hmm you know, like I would read about other people and like things they went through mm-hmm. and how they, you know, like persevered through it, like famous people mm-hmm. or just maybe not famous people, people who went through things. And there's like, you know, this person's trying to tell their story, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I would read stories and like, you know, I would just like kind of like zone out with music. I would try to I would channel a lot of my emotion through music, you know, like yeah. just like trying to just like zone out and like be in that moment. I didn't talk 
to like people about my feelings. I didn't start doing that till I got till I was like dating mm-hmm. and um like twenties in my twenties, mm-hmm. and I was dealing with a with a woman who was like, well, you know, like why do you feel like you like this? Mm-hmm. Why do you communicate like this? You know, like asking me certain questions that maybe caused me to like self reflect mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then I started to kind of like dig deep a little bit and try to like process it. Because I came from a, I, I, I think I came up in a time too where like, you know, like, like I said, like therapy was like frowned upon and you didn't talk about mental health. You know, like even to this day, man, I have moments where I feel like I can't be vulnerable. You know, like I just, I just can't because it's a form of weakness that I'm not willing to, to give. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that's how I feel. Uh, where'd you get that outlook from? You think it was like family thing or culture? Like where, where do you think that, because I mean, I, I agree with you. Like people like see it as, as weakness. Uh, and it's not, I mean, you're just, you're trying to fix, you're trying to fix your, your shit, you know, you're trying to fix right. You're trying to, you're trying to correct what, what you feel like is wrong it, yeah. with you, you know, like, or, or like at the most, maybe just express what you're feeling mm-hmm. and you don't want to be shamed for it. Cause I, I, I feel like I did grow up in a time where that was the culture. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that was another thing for me too. Like if I tell you all my feelings, then what happens after that? Yeah. You know, like what are you going to do feel to like fix it? Yeah. You know, like I, 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 I think I spent a lot of time maybe looking for someone to fix me. Yeah. You know, like tell me how to fix it. And if yeah. I, if I share this with you, you got to be able to tell me how to fix it. Yeah. And if you don't tell me how to fix it, all I did was just like make myself vulnerable to you and tell you how fucked up I am. Yeah. And now I feel like a, a dumbass. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's hard to think like that because like you're like I'm giving you all the the ammo that you need to destroy me. Like right. You know right, what I mean? I, right. I I'm revealing all my weaknesses. So either you help me fix it, or you just have all these tools to use against me. You know. So so it's like stuff like that. Like uh. I was really against therapy. I was supposed to go when I was a kid, uh, when my parents divorced. They divorced like I was fifth fifth grade. Okay. Right. So I had like a lot of anger issues. And so my mom takes me to a therapist. And I was all for it, you know, all for it because the therapist says. Yeah, you're in the fifth grade. So you're like, what, 11, 12? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like in that window? Yeah. And uh, had a lot of anger issues and stuff. And so the therapist was like, everything that you say here is between us. Right. And then she told everything to my mom. <laughs> and I was like. So you so you, so then you had anger issues and trust issues. Yeah. I was like, therapy does not work. This is yeah. bullshit. Fuck that. You know, all that stuff. I mean, I guess they had to tell my mom some, like. Some of it. You some know, like, of it, you know. Yeah, man, look, as a, as a dad, right, who did a, who's like, I'm not a in the house dad with all my kids yeah you know like with my with a, with pretty much all my kids for the most part we have a very good rapport they'll mm-hmm. talk to me about things they want to talk to their mother about but at some point if they're talking to me about certain things i feel like i gotta tell your mom yeah you know what i'm saying like I, I i i if i didn't tell her you know what i'm saying like yeah. i feel like i would be a bad dad you know what i'm saying but that's just co-parenting. i would that's always how you co-parent, let you know? them know man look i gotta share this with your mom so like i, I maybe kind of feel the therapist in one in one aspect of it but once you tell a person that this is confidential that's what it should be yeah like yeah they, if they if they were going to divulge that like tell me yeah. you know like hey certain things if you're if you're talking about certain things i gotta tell your mom but i guess in their mind like if i tell you that you probably won't open up yeah <laughs> but yeah so i, I trust so you had so going let me ask you this but like going to the therapist right and that happened they tell your mom so you figure it out like everything i'm telling you telling my mom yeah did you just shut down with the therapist never went back i never went back you told your mom you don't want to do it no more yeah thought i wasn't gonna go and okay. i didn't go to, i didn't see another therapist until 
almost five years ago. Yeah, because you felt like it didn't work. I felt like I couldn't trust him. That's a big thing. And the trust was a big thing, you know. But your, but the trust was gone. Trust was gone yeah. immediately. Yeah. Immediately. That's a big thing, though, man. Like, especially when, when you're talking vulnerability. Yeah. That's a big thing. You know, like, so to be able to be vulnerable... And you know, like you gotta, you gotta trust that person. Like yeah. If you don't trust them, it's gonna be hard. There's know? a lot of power. You're giving up a lot of power yeah, when you yeah, deal man, with stuff psh, like that. Man, you're giving up all the power, really. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's a, it's some people like try to like, oh, it's powerful to be vulnerable, man. It's really not. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Because you're you're giving up everything to this person, and how they take that information is very important mm-hmm. because they could take it and use it against you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They could take it and like flip the script and make you the villain. You know, like it just depends on how they, you yeah. know, like whatever I guess their perspective is on it. You know, on certain levels. So after you started having kids, that's when you it, that's when it started getting really heavy. Oh yeah. Um, like. I think that's when I probably started experiencing anxiety. Mm. You know, like, oh shit! Like, can I can I do this? Like, what's gonna happen if I don't? Yeah. You know, I would I would do this thing where I would like push my tongue like on my like the top of my mouth or like my tooth, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize I was doing that shit for like years until I started like reading up on anxiety. It was like one of the like I, that was like a common mechanism. Like yeah, to, like when I kind of like get in that mode of uh-huh. like feeling anxiety, that's how I would like respond to it yeah you know like i i don't know if it was even a calming mechanism it was just like how i responded to it and i was reading about it it was like if you find yourself doing these things mm-hmm. maybe you're suffering an anxiety attack yeah and i was reading the list like damn i do a lot of this shit you know what i'm saying like in certain moments i do a lot of this shit you know yeah. like so when i feel like overwhelmed you know like when i feel like maybe like moments of like you know just being truthful like moments of inadequacy mm-hmm. and not like in a sexual sense but like being in a room full of people that have degrees and you a person that didn't finish high school yeah so now you having all these discussions about accomplishments and people are like so what do you do like i sell drugs you know what i'm saying like yeah but you can't say that you know what i'm saying so you're like oh well you now nah, you lying mm-hmm. you know making up this shit so you don't because you don't want to feel inadequate or you don't want to feel like you don't belong in that moment like what mm-hmm. fuck you doing here you know so it that's when i feel like i first started kind of like coming into the anxiety place mm-hmm. the depression was like man i feel like i was like later in life just because things will start piling up like i had been an adult for a while i had multiple kids mm-hmm. you know shit i had this bullshit ass job the child support is kicking my ass mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like just dealing with certain things and then not one to talk about it because I felt like if I like exposing these, what I felt like were weaknesses mm-hmm. would make me look weak mm-hmm. because I didn't want nobody like, damn, you weak, you struggling, bro. You can't yeah. pay your child support. You can't pay your bills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Cause I when you go through it, you think like, Oh, this is just me. Exactly. This is just exactly. my problem. I don't know who to turn to. I can't. I, you don't feel like no one can relate to you. I don't feel safe sharing this with anybody because everybody else looks like they got their shit together. And then you feel you're going to, at least for me, I felt like I was going to be ridiculed. Yeah. You know, like if I'm going to you like, Pat, man, I'm kind of like fucked up. You mind if I, 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 you know, like get a ride home or, you know, something simple. Not even you asking for money, but like, hey, look, yeah. I want to go to open mic. You mind giving me a ride? Yeah. You need a ride. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I feel like I'm going to be ridiculed for needing help. So yeah. like, I don't want to be in that space of, you know, you're able to say, well, I had to help you out. I had to do this for you. It was like, well, damn, well, maybe I should never ask you for help because now you made me feel bad for asking you for help. Yeah. That's a horrible feeling, man, to feel like you can't get it out. And then you, you're yeah. just you just stuck with that in your head, you know. 
and, and it, it makes the anxiety, makes the fears that much and the depression that much stronger against you, you know, because you do feel by, like you're doing it all, all alone and stuff, man. But nobody does, man. Everybody, like yeah. everybody, everybody goes through stuff. We all have different stories. But, but everybody goes through something. I feel like just like similar, mm-hmm. you know, like but different. Yeah. Like everybody goes through it. Nobody, nobody, I don't think anyone has like a, a bringing where they don't experience any like emotional trauma, you know, like or like profound disappointment. You know what I'm saying? They like just things in your life as a whole where you're like, damn, like, is this what life is? Yeah. You know, because shit, man, I feel like like I said, I had a good childhood, you know, like for the most part. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of my shit came as in a in adulthood, mm-hmm. figuring out that, okay, well, you know, like the financial stability. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And being you know like consistent in that area mm-hmm. and not wanting to ask for help. You know, like when you need help. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, yo, you behind on your fucking rent. And you got to notice, but you don't want to ask nobody for help. You just constantly going to work, fig- trying to figure it out. But mm-hmm. shit, technically going to work ain't working. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's how you got behind. You know, like you, 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 you working, you know, so it's not like you're not out here with, with no job, but it's just not enough to pay your bill. So you like, at least for me, I felt like, man, like, shit, I don't want to tell anyone this, mm-hmm. you know, because like, if I tell people then they're going to be like, oh, man, Quasi broke. Yeah. Or Quasi, he's this. Or Quasi, he's that. You know, so I didn't want to share it with anyone. I would just try to talk myself through it. Like, mm-hmm. man, look, that's what you got to do, okay? You know, you, you, you'll get through it. Let's let's do this first and then do this. And then I, I would try to, like, just coach myself, you know, because like, I didn't always want to open up and give anyone that power because I was being vulnerable. Yeah. What do you do now? I mean, like, you still don't do, like, the therapy? You still don't, like, what do you do no, now? I still have, what I, helps I, you I, now? I, I definitely, I'm definitely probably more open to going to therapy now. Mm. I think it's probably just more of a financial thing. You know, mm. I, I, did, I just haven't tried to pursue it. But I still do the same thing. You know, like, yeah. I, I, I'll just kind of, like, isolate. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be, like, a self-help thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, of me talking to myself. Mm-hmm. And saying, okay, this is just just being real with myself, trying to be real with myself, mm-hmm. and and saying, okay, this is what's going on. This is what you need to do. Like you know for a fact, this is what you need to mm-hmm. do. You know this. Is it going to be easy? No. Yeah. But you got to do this because this is why you got to do it. And in order to do this, you know, like you got to do this. And I'll start like talking to myself. Yeah. Like, I'll be driving, and like. I may just be like leaving out for the day, mm-hmm. you know, like in the sense of I've been at home all day with my kids, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So like as, as I'm leaving out, like driving, I'm like talking to myself. Yeah. Okay. Like we got to make sure we do this and we got to make sure we do like, it's weird. Cause I'm saying we like in the third person, like mm-hmm. it's more than one person, but so you're like, saying, you're saying like a to-do list type yeah, of thing, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying it, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not just thinking that I'm saying it, mm-hmm. I'm talking to myself and then, you know, like, man, look, I'll come from an open mic. And I'll be talking to myself the whole way home. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. why did you say this, man? And yeah. why you should have said, oh, said this? You know what I'm saying? Uh, da, 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 da. You know what you got to do, though, man. You know, you know, you got to work on being more comfortable. You got to do this. Da, da, da. I'm just like self coaching myself because uh, I because yeah. I think too, me who I am, I don't always respond well to constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. You got to give it to me a certain way. Mm-hmm. You got to give it to me in a manner. It's like. You got to put that sugar on it. Mm-hmm. If you don't put the sugar on it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's gonna be abrasive to me. Yeah, I'm not gonna and take I, it. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna. The whole time you're talking to me, I'm gonna have my arms folded. Yeah, like 
I'm I can't wait to either respond or just like never fucking talk to you again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's either or. You know, like so I can't wait to either cuss you out or just like fucking never speak to you again. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So knowing that I don't always like hearing it from other people, I try to give it my myself. Mm-hmm. The thing I feel like with therapy that that's a plus mm-hmm. is that you have an which is you should most of the times, right? Mm-hmm. An unbiased person there that's trying to help you. Yeah. So as you're releasing and saying things, you got someone there responding to you. Mm-hmm. And not only are they responding to, they're trying to help you. Mm-hmm. I guess with me, with the, the the solo therapy, is like there's there's no like positive reinforcement mm-hmm. other than myself. Mm-hmm. Like me telling me, do this, do that, do that. There's no one else there. And like, man, realistically, I think every human needs positive reinforcements outside of themselves. You need yeah. people to like pat you on the back. Especially and tell if you, you don't things. like yourself. Especially uh, if you have like very like low self confidence or anything like that. You know, like the, the you're the last person that's gonna right. build you up if you don't Yeah, like if you if you, if you really you, don't believe in yourself, you know. If you have low self esteem, it's very hard to like, you know, like coach yourself because you don't even believe in yourself. Yeah. So you the, the way you view yourself is really fucked up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So which is like, man, I've always been a person. That even when I was probably like being told I was ugly, I'm like, yeah, I might be ugly, but somebody like me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You like I always been able to kind of like pull myself up yeah. in, in that regard, right? So I mentally I, I don't know if it's if it's like a if it's like a you know, like a, a coping mechanism or what. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hype myself. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna hype myself to the fullest. You know, yeah. even right now I got a like a gut. <laughs> and I'll put on a shirt and be like, "Damn, I fucking like I got this gut. I look like a fucking drug dealer, like like <laughs> like a real drug dealer. Like you can tell I eat good. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that that kind of gut because I'm skinny in my arms and legs. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere else, I just I got this gut. Yeah, and I'll be looking like, shit. Well, I'm cute though with this gut. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, and I'll start hyping myself up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, shit, you got this going for you. You got this going for you. You know, like so. And I don't know if it's maybe a coping mechanism that I just no, developed good. over the over the years. Yeah. But it's it's something that works for me. Yeah. You know, like it's something that works for me because it'll boost my confidence. Mm-hmm. So by the time I get to open mic or I get to a show or something like that, I'll, I'm like, Psh, you know, like y'all watch out for me. Yeah. You know, but I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Like sometimes it, the anxiety will come with that. Yeah. Because it's sure. like I've, I've built myself up to this. Now I feel like I gotta be this. Yeah. You know, like even with shows man like i'll be in the back and it's like i'm like in my mind i'm going crazy yeah because it's like okay well damn i gotta fucking do good tonight because <laughs> if i don't do good all these people that came to see me gonna think i suck yeah all the comics that think i'm good gonna think i suck you know what i'm saying like they're yeah. gonna be like you know and then you got all these people telling you you know before a show hey man do it kill it do your mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. you're like okay yeah yeah for sure for sure you know what i'm saying but in your mind you're like fuck man you know like is this gonna be the night yeah. <laughs> that everything fucking goes wrong? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Am I overthinking this? Like, should I do this joke? You know, so I, you know what should I do? Like, it's just me. Like that. That's when the anxiety will kick in. I, See stuff like that, like when like performance anxiety, like for 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 comedy or music, anything like that. Like that kind of anxiety is a little, a little fun to play with, you know? Because like if you do have a good show after talking to yourself, like, oh, what do you, don't do this, do yeah. this, don't do that, and then you're like, you you survive, you know, in the in the sense of, like, putting off a good performance, you're like, I fucking did that. Yeah. You but, know, I, but, I'm fucking... But if you don't, I think, you like, you take it, a, like, one step further, if you don't maybe think highly of yourself, mm-hmm. you're gonna be nitpicking. True. 
Like I can, I can like it's it's rare for me yeah. that I tell myself, man, you killed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's always something I could have did better. Yeah, or I fucking left this joke on the table. I was supposed to say this and I didn't. Or this person like interrupted me. I should have said this. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I didn't. And da 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 da. And I'm like, hey, good job, good job. Everybody give me a good job, good job. And my mom like, they're just fucking telling me that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know what I heard when I was you're up your there. You're toughest critic, or, you man. know, like yeah. But I, I, I'm not. It's rare that I'm gonna give myself all the props and say, man, you fucking did an amazing job tonight. Yeah. Which is weird because the way I would reward myself in the beginning was with food mm-hmm. like i would tell myself if you have a good open mic go get some wings you know what i'm saying or if you <laughs> yeah. have a good open mic you know like go go to wing daddy so you like go to get you some water burger you know yeah. what i'm saying like that's how i would reward myself you know so if i had a bad mic i felt like you don't deserve no fucking wings man you know what i'm saying go man. get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich you know like I, you don't fucking deserve that shit you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Like I, I'm the opposite of that. Like if I do something, if I if I'm bad, bad or low or anything, I'm like, oh, let me get get eat eat good. Right. You'll feel better if you eat good. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't celebrate with food. Like I use food like as like a, to make myself oh, feel man. better. Like look, I I celebrate with food. You know, like any, yeah. anytime I do something good, even even in like man, look, even in my my hustling drug dealing days, right. I had a good night everything went well steaks you know not even bro you know what i'm saying like I, I'm, I'm like so easy to please you know what i'm saying like i'm like you know what i had a good night i'm gonna fucking go to mama margie's you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i'm gonna ride over here like sometimes it's not even like the the like top shelf mm-hmm. it's just like okay i'm going out of my way for this food because it's really good mm-hmm. i'm gonna go to this little mom and pop spot it's like 20 minutes out the way but fuck it yeah i had a good night fuck it like you know what i'm saying i'm gonna go over here and spend 10 15 dollars you know what i'm saying yeah in, in that in that mindset of I'm, it's overindulgence to me because mm-hmm. I feel like I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. But because I got the means to do it, because I had a good night, I'm gonna do it. Man, look with my fucking shows, like with with shows. That's how I do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I if I have a good night, I'm gonna eat good. Yeah. <laughs> if I feel like I, had, especially if I make some money. Yeah. Like if I get paid for a show, I'm like, oh hell yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, shit, yeah. we eating Whataburger night, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I think it was funny how you going back to that, like where you're talking to yourself and all that stuff. You're kind of like itemizing everything that is causing the anxiety, yeah, and all that stuff. And when you break it down like that, because the whole thing with, with panic and anxiety is just like it's just one big, it's a big deal. You know what I mean? You're it, you're anxiety, you're anxious about everything. You're 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 afraid of everything. You hate everything about yourself because this whole big thing is on your shoulders. It's, it's on super, your back. It's like super mental. Yeah. And how you think and you like what you think. You know, like, I, man, look, I seen a meme and I've been sitting on this shit, but I seen this meme and I fucking saved it because I felt like it was, I, I could relate to it and I felt like I wasn't the only one. Uh-huh. But I haven't posted it because I felt like as soon as I do, fucking people are going to start hitting me up. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. And I don't like to be that person either, right? Like, you know, like I don't want to seem like I'm crying out for help and like, you know, in that regard. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like to think if I was ever in that place i would reach out to someone you yeah. know like now everyone likes to think that until it happens but the meme is like it's two people and it's like i think it's like my anxiety telling me everyone hates me and my depression telling me no one likes me enough to hate me <laughs> oh man <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. like i felt like it's so fucking funny but it's so fucking real yeah and i think that's the struggle with a lot of comics because comedy is our coping mechanism yeah like and see that's the thing if somebody were to see that they're like oh man that's that's it's That's funny because it's, it's real. You know what I'm it's saying? It's funny like, to yeah, us because we it's see fucked it. up, like, but it's real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you you because you kind of think that you know, like 
don't worry, like nobody, nobody, nobody likes, likes you, you enough, enough to, to fucking hate you. hate you, dude. You don't matter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yourself, yeah. So, like, it's so fucking real. You know, like, and I think as as a comic, it's such a coping mechanism for sure. You know, like, like for laughter sure. is like trying to like turn something into a joke. Yeah. You know, so like when you hear fat people making fat jokes, you know what I'm saying? Like when you hear black people making like dark jokes or like like racism, it's real in that regard of things you've experienced and you're trying to make light of it yeah um <laughs> no but so, it's cool like just like breaking down stuff portion by portion like this is why i feel this way this is why i feel that it, that takes away the power when you break down like yeah. everything that's on your shoulders just piece it up itemize it, it may, and then look, you'll figure it out and then it'll become less stressful less powerful against you the the real side of that though is like it, it i'm i'm 44 bro yeah so it took me a long time to get there yeah to, to process those things you know but that's how I, I i get in those moments and it's like just me versus me and it's like okay well we're gonna talk it out <laughs> like you and quasi quasi and quasi is gonna talk it out and, yeah. and we'll, we'll go we'll get to some like some some place of i guess some median i wouldn't even call it normalcy yeah we'll get to a median where we're gonna agree on this is how we're gonna deal with it and man it's 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 definitely a factor you know what i'm saying like it has it has to be helpful like being your own therapist talking talking to yourself oh yeah. you know it's, it's it, yeah because at any given time i can talk myself off the ledge there you go and it's very helpful you know what i'm saying like especially like in moments where you know like look even when i'm feeling moments of inadequacy mm-hmm you know, like I can talk myself off the ledge. You know, yeah. like, man, look, maybe you don't have this and maybe you don't have that, but you did this, man. Yeah. And you've done this. You know what I'm saying? And, That's you a know, balance. You know, yeah, so I'll, it, you know? I'll, 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 I'll point out things because sometimes I'm just hard on myself, like things I haven't done, yeah, things I don't have, yeah. things I haven't accomplished versus things I have. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the list of things I have versus having is like always shorter. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but I'll talk myself off the ledge. You know, like, and, Mother's Day I was talking to one One of the mothers Of my children And she was just like Asking me about You know like How how, how are you mm-hmm. You're know, like Mentally how are you today Cause she knows You know like mm-hmm. We had like a, a lengthy relationship So she knows My issues with my mom mm-hmm. And she was like You know How are you Just mentally And I'm Man I'm good today You yeah. know like Today because I've talked to my children mm-hmm. You know And I've, I've I see certain things as far as like things I'm thankful for mm-hmm. that I have good relationships with my children. I have grandchildren that I have relationships with. Mm-hmm. I get to watch my children be, you know, fathers, you know, my sons be fathers, That's which is a good thing. Cause I feel like I don't have, my daughters don't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, it's a parent. You want your, you want your, you're okay with your sons having kids, but your daughter having a kid is me like somebody was raw dog your daughter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so, so like in that lane, it's like, it's like having grandkids is cool because they're just just my sons yeah like two of my sons have kids you yeah. know what i'm saying so when i start thinking in that mind i'm like man i'm like really fortunate i have kids i have good relationships with my kids i can sometimes i can go to like if i'm going to a show sometimes i'll call my kids i'll sit in, in the car and call my call mm-hmm. my kids and like just go through the motions it'll get me to a certain place yeah you know like so having those things it's like oh well i, I really i really live you know, like a good life that's you awesome man to focus on the positive stuff because the negative keeps me fucked up. There you and, go. You know, like, and like when I say fucked up, I mean like looking for confrontation fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm walking in a Valero. You don't owe the 
to hold the door. I'm like right behind you. Yeah. I'm ready to call you a bitch ass nigga. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You're a bitch ass nigga. Because your anger is not always at yeah, the ready. Yeah, because it's, it's my anger is misdirected. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I feel this you way. You need it to and, go somewhere. Yeah, and, I, and some of it is about me. You know, like yeah. it's how I feel about me. It's not even you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's in, in your mind, you you maybe you didn't even see me walking in behind you. Yeah. Or more yeah. importantly, you might not care. But I but because maybe I have these feelings of inadequacy with me, I feel like why you don't care about me? Because mm -hmm. you're a punk ass motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? You know <laughs> yeah. so. And then I start to like you know like I'll just be yeah, all talk over the place. Yeah. Talk like, yourself back. I like I talk myself down. You know like yeah. I had moments where I just spazzed out in the car with my kids like on some road rage shit. Yeah. And my kids are like dead ass scared. You know. What I'm saying? And I'm like, oh fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like my daughter's like over here, like, oh my god, I've never seen my dad like this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I have to like, oh fuck, I'm sorry. You gotta know what get a handle on that. Yeah, you gotta so get a handle on that. Man. I, but I, 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 I'm thankful. I understand that it comes from other issues that I'm yeah. like able to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, well, that's cool, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate uh, you having me, man. I think this is when you when you first told me about it. I thought it was a great idea. I think it's gonna get like rave reviews, man. I think the guests are going to be excited to do it. I think it gives you a different perspective in the comics. Yeah. Cause I think all comics suffer from something. Yeah, something going on. You yeah. know, like that's why you go into comedy. Some people are natural comics. Some people are not. Yeah. Like they go into comedy to try to, you know, like, you know, like to, to fill that void, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Of, of, I feel like how I felt like of, of wanting to matter, mm -hmm. of wanting to be relevant. Cause on the comedy scene, you, you don't have to be handsome or like the best looking. All you gotta do is be funny. Yeah. That's all that matters. You could be the ugliest motherfucker out there, but if you funny, you you the man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or you you that chick. If you you could be the most unattractive chick. It doesn't fucking matter if you're funny. You jokes know what I'm saying? Jokes. So, if the jokes work, then yeah, man, you work. If you if if you talk about being ugly and they work, you know, like that's 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 your shit. So I think all the I think the comics are gonna love it. You know, like in that regard. But I think regular people to give them that insight into the comic world. Mm -hmm. I think it's gonna be great, man. I'm like super excited for it. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, this was this was a good episode, man. I learned a lot about you. Hopefully, you feel better. You feel better. I do, man. I'm in a good place. Uh, awesome. Like I said, like mentally, because I, you know, the self therapy. You know, and look, for anybody listening, I do not encourage self therapy, man. Like if you, if, if it you works feel, for you, it works for well, you. Well, look, I, I, I definitely feel like going to therapy and having an outside person is helpful mm -hmm. because you need that outside person sometimes. Mm -hmm. You just need that. And I think you need that positive reinforcement. I think that I get positive reinforcement from people who don't know I go through these things. Mm -hmm. And it's helpful at certain times. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't know if you've ever been that person com comedically, but like before comedy, people would just say, Patrick, you make me laugh so much. And, you know, you were helping me today. And, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah, I had a bad day. Like you might post something and like someone like direct message you and says, man, that shit really helped me. Mm -hmm. I'm like really, you know, it was like super funny. I needed that today and I'm going through something, you know, so like those people. They don't know it, but like I, if man, look, if I'm going through some like a moment, you gonna know, but you won't know because I'll start posting a bunch of funny shit. Yeah, it'll be, be kind of camouflaging yeah. some jokes because it makes me feel good to make other people's laugh. Yeah, that's so what we if do. I can, if I can uplift other people, it'll make me feel way more relevant. Yeah, because if I feel like shit or if I feel like I don't matter or if I feel like inadequate or anything like that. I'm going to make somebody laugh. Mm -hmm. And once I bring them that joy, that laughter, and like, oh, I needed this. They hit me with that shit. All right, bet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel a lot better. But I definitely think sometimes having that outside person is helpful. Yeah. So don't, you know, like, if, if, it, just like you, if it works for you, then yeah, do it. But 
if it doesn't work for you, don't be afraid to go to a therapist. Don't be afraid to seek outside help. It's it's. I think we should normalize not being okay. Yeah. Because it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Yeah. And it's nothing wrong with that. You know, everybody goes through it, and that's why I feel like people don't see that side of me a lot. Mm-hmm. So to know that, hey, look, man, shit, I go through shit too. You know, man, I'm, I have days where I feel like I ain't shit. Yeah. You know, you might hold me in a high regard, but some days I feel like I ain't good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I, I get it. And shit, some days, those days are more <laughs> yeah. than the other days. That's why I dress up sometimes to, like, maybe disguise it. You know, mm-hmm. if, I, if I dress nice, I'll feel better. Yeah. You know, so, man, I, I'm, I'm I'm thankful that you had me on. I appreciate it, man. All right, man. Thanks for doing this. Peace. Later.